Welcome to the Wealth with Purpose podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Joining me today, I have Alex Cook, who is the CEO and founder of Wealth with Purpose. Alex, thanks so much for joining us again. Great to be here, Shane. Now, Alex, just give us a bit of an economic update of what's been happening recently. Yeah, well, look, it's a bit of a, a mixed report in, in one sense. I mean, I think uh, many Australians and m- many listeners probably feel like uh, we're in a recession, even though officially we're not. When you look at what we call gross domestic product, I don't like to use too, you know, big economic language, but basically that's the value of the economy in terms of goods and services traded. That figure is nominally positive. It's going up slowly. But when you look at what we call GDP per capita, so if you divide that same figure by the amount of population, it's actually been in decline for the past three quarters. And I think that probably reflects how many Australians feel, and that is that their living standards have declined over the last 12 months because of the obviously the, the rise in prices of everything. And even though wages are going up once again nominally, in real terms, they've been going down. So I think there's that sort of feeling that many people now have. I guess on, on the positive side, the inflation figures are coming down, although that's not the same as saying prices are coming down. I think people often confuse those two. So basically, prices are still going up, but they're just not going up as quickly. That's good news because obviously prices tend to go up just over time in general, but they're now going up at a slower rate and hopefully that'll continue to slow throughout this year. And of course, it means that the Reserve Bank doesn't feel like up interest rates. Um, you know, people are still expecting one or two more. I mean, it depends which, you know, economists you ask. But uh, with all the immigration coming to Australia, that's obviously been inflationary and, uh, and that's obviously contributing to the higher rates. And so I think this year, if we do get a big enough sort of slowdown, we may even see rates fall towards the end of the year. But there's sort of a counter narrative to that. And that is, I guess, what's going on in the world. You know, many Australians, I think, would have seen some of the the things going on in the past couple of weeks with the wars going on overseas in Ukraine and, and Middle East. One is with the, the Middle East issue at the moment where a lot of the ships that would normally go through canals in the Middle East are now actually being diverted and going all the way around the continent of Africa, which obviously increases the cost of shipping, which then feeds through to what we all pay in the supermarket and, and the shops, You know, whether it's the cost of food, shipping increases or the cost of other goods, that all flows through to each of us at the end of the day. And so the, I guess the concern and the counter issue is are supply chains going to be negatively affected like they were during COVID? And will that sort of keep a bit more upward pressure, if you like, on inflation? And there's a couple of things I think also that are going on in the war issue that escape what we see. So one thing is that just the other day, England signed a, a defence agreement with Ukraine where they're going to send billions of dollars to fund building drones. And, and I believe even the potential for the UK to send troops, which is obviously a big concern because what we'd be hoping now after two years is there's going to be a de-escalation. There's some sane person that's going to try and seek peace. But on face value, it seems the opposite. And the one thing that shocked me the other day, I just uh, read that Poland is basically announced conscription, Mm. whereby if you get called up for military service, you have to report to them 
within six hours, wow. and if you don't, you face three years in jail. So that just shows you the kinds of things that are heating up over in Europe and so forth with these wars. So it is more serious, and obviously the good thing about Australia, we're a long, long, long way from the action. Uh, but un- naturally, from an economic perspective, these things can flow through and affect us because of the nature of the way goods and services are, are traded in a globalised economy. And then the other interesting thing this year is it's a year of elections. I believe it's close to 60% of the world is voting this year. And of course, what we're starting to see around the world is a lot of social unrest. I think there's a, a real sense, particularly in the wealthier countries, that the middle class is eroding. If you think about the policies over the last sort of 10, 20 years where essentially house prices have gone up dramatically, cutting out generations. And of course, now that interest rates are going up, many people are struggling to pay those said mortgages. And I think that's a common phenomenon around the developed world. So many people are feeling that kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. And when that sort of financial pressure applies to people, you get political polarisation. And, and that's what we're seeing in, you know, we are seeing in Australia, maybe nowhere near to the extreme as you see in America and other places, but we are certainly seeing those things. And I think the middle class are very frustrated with the political elite and the policies that they're bringing out, which seem to favour the few and not the many. And so there's that kind of tension, I think, going on around the world at the moment. It's an interesting time we're living in. Absolutely. Alex Cook is my guest today. Alex is the CEO and founder of Wealth With Purpose. Now, Alex, you've talked a bit about war. What are the implications of war? I think if you look in history, and I'm, and I'm not a historian by any means, but just you know, a casual glance at history, you see things happen in waves and in cycles. And, you know, we talk about economic cycles and property cycles and similar things happen with war. You know, we had those horrible wars what, over 80 years ago. And obviously there's wars been going on since, but, you know, we do seem to be going to this uptick where more and more war, war is occurring and the world order is changing. So you've had this unipolar world with America in charge to now multipolar world where China, Uh, of course, uh, Russia and these other countries are now exerting their strength. And so we are seeing this tension. And I think in the Western world, and this may probably surprise people, is that particularly if you take America, America is basically broke. They owe $34 trillion and they're running a trillion dollar a year deficit. These people are smart enough, the politicians are smart enough to work out that this is not sustainable. And so politicians ultimately want an excuse to default and at least to, to to pass the blame on, if you like, and, and war is a great thing for do that. And, you know, tragically, politicians take young men into war. And so I think we are seeing this uptick in the war cycle and, and potentially big risks that we in our lifetime are not used to. I mean, if you think about the baby boomers, and I often say this to our, our clients, is that anyone really born since World War II has only really known peace and prosperity in, in the West Yes, there's been other things like the Vietnam and War and so forth, which are, were terrible. But for the most part, baby boomers and, and most Australians living today have only known peace and prosperity, which is not the, I guess, if you like, the normal experience through human history. Human history is more tumultuous than that. And therefore, I think the question then becomes, well, how do as Christians do we deal with this and how do we respond? And I think the issue here is we need to always walk very closely with God, make sure our lives are right before God, which may sound like stating the obvious in some ways, but I think it's very important 
that we have that focus. And in more challenging times, the era of, you know, Australia's a very debt-ridden country. We need to get out of debt because war is inflationary and, and therefore potentially high rates. And we need to have this focus on being very sensible with our money. And I think for Christians, there's a wonderful opportunity here, and that is focusing our money on eternal things, focusing on things that matter rather than the acquisition of stuff and spending all the time. We can have much more of an eternal focus, use our money to do good. And of course, to share the gospel with people through a more challenging period that we appear to be moving into. I think it's increasingly obvious that we are moving into a much more challenging period. And we have a wonderful opportunity because we've got the we've got the good news, and we've got to take that to people and be willing to to pay for it too. Fantastic. And uh, Alex, is there a bright aspect to the future? Yeah. Well, look, obviously, I've painted a bit of a a negative picture here, but look, I believe that even though the economic outlook for the next five to ten years will be more challenging than what we're used to, you know, we're going into a I think a new season in a geopolitical sense and economic sense. And I think often our expectations, we tend to operate on what's called experience bias. We we tend to take what we've experienced over recent, you know, the last 20 years, and we tend to project that into the future. So the prosperity of the past 20 years will, will go forward. And I think that's sort of unrealistic. But there is a flip side to all of this, and that is we're seeing globally lots of wonderful new technologies that will make life better, whether it's medical discoveries and medical technologies, whether it's artificial intelligence. Now, artificial intelligence makes some people nervous because they think, oh, you know, it'll take my job and things like that. And whilst that may be true of some things, it's also going to be a wonderful blessing to others too. And and new industries will prop up and new ways of doing things. You know, I use probably AI twice a week now in terms of makes things I do quicker. So there's all those kind of benefits as well and amazing things that we'll see in a positive sense. But also I think as a Christian, the opportunity for us is we are people of hope. So that's different from saying we're positive. It's more about we don't know exactly how the future is playing out, but we do know who's in control of the future. So our hope is in, in, in the Lord that he'll get us through and that he has a plan bigger than what we obviously understand. So in that sense, I think we should be excited for the future. And we're obviously watching the Bible be fulfilled before our very eyes. The Bible says there'll be wars and rumors of wars and, and all sorts of things. And so we are watching Scripture be fulfilled. And of course, therefore, because obviously our ministry is about money, what does this mean for our finances? And I think the key thing here at a practical level is that people align their finances with God's word. Now, what does that mean? Well, the first part, I think, is we've got to surrender our money. It's actually not our money anyway. It's it's God's money, which is a mindset shift that we need to have at this time. The other thing I always say to people is you don't want to live within your means. You want to live beneath your means because if you want to get ahead financially, particularly you know with cost of living and so forth, you've got to learn to live beneath your means in order to get ahead. And, and I would actually challenge people, particularly uh, Christians, is to live more simply focus on relationships rather than assets. It's not to say that we don't acquire things and and use those things for good, but it's more about focusing on relationships, reaching people with the good news, living simply. I think you'll find a lot more joy in that, a lot less stress than thinking about money and worrying about worrying about money in the way that most of us, you know, naturally tend to do. And then lastly, I just say to people, you know, use your wealth for the kingdom. Focus focus on eternity. In this challenging season, it's a good chance to resharpen why are we really here, what's the purpose that God has for our lives, and what's the purpose he has for our money. And 
the, the wealth that we have, whether it's a little or a lot, because I know when people hear the word wealth, they think, oh, I don't have any. But reality is if we live in Australia, we, we, we may have a little, we may have a lot, um, but we've got to use that money for the kingdom and, and focus on eternity with what God's given us. So I, I think even in this tough season, it's, you know, a wonderful opportunity for the gospel. Absolutely. Some great advice there, Alex. Alex, thanks so much for sharing your insights today. Looking forward to our chat next week. My pleasure. Alex Cook, the CEO and founder of Wealth With Purpose. Thanks for tuning into the Wealth With Purpose podcast. For more great biblical wisdom and free resources, please visit www.wealthwithpurpose.com.